the title of this is Taking the Limits Off. And uh, we serve a limitless God. But we're so bound by so many things in life and naturally that speak to us and try to restrict us. But when we understand that God truly is limitless, and that's the life that he offers to us. So I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles up to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We'll read a couple verses and uh, then get into this this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your love and for your grace. I thank you that you are the limitless God who's come into our limited lives to make yourself known, to take the boundaries, the restraints off of every area of our life. You offer all that you are to us. Holy Spirit, we thank you. You are God with us. Father, you've given us your spirit without limit, the fullness of your spirit in our lives. So Holy Spirit, we ask you to come take the limits off of our eyes so we can see, off of our ears so we can hear, and off of our hearts so we can receive in a greater measure than ever before. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. You know, these are verses that we read a lot, we quote a lot, we say a lot, but this morning I'm going to ask you maybe to hear them fresh as if for the first time, and uh, so that we can just do that. I don't know about you, but I find myself uh, getting caught in routine, even in my walk and in my life with God, because we're naturally creatures of habit. And uh, how many did your morning routine this morning? You get up at a certain time, you go the, you either do one thing or another, you have a routine that you go to if, on your work schedule, on days you work, you get up, you do different things, we have routines, we just get in that mode, and we do things without thinking, but naturally that sometimes that can blend over even to our relationship, and sometimes even in our relationships, when we get where we do marriage by routine, and that can lead to a problem. So every now and then you need to break the routine and do something completely fresh and out of the normal and out of the natural, and just to breathe new life back into it, Amen. And so keep things fresh, keep things exciting. And same thing in our walk with God. So I'm praying in these couple of weeks, we'll just do something fresh and, and, and break the routine and uh, really stir our faith up in God to a new level. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9 says this. Just listen to it. But as it is written, <coughs> excuse me, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered in the heart of a man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So you've never been able to think, never been able to see, or you have yet to hear all that God has prepared for those who love him. Amen? So that's a limitless declaration that the Word of God makes to us. Go with me, if you would, to Ephesians chapter 3. And many of you know this. We say it, we pray it, we declare it all the time, but I want you to hear it again. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 says, Now to him who is able, everybody say able. Listen to what the Apostle Paul said. Now to him who is able to do what? Exceedingly and abundantly what? Above all that you could ever ask or think according to the power that works in us. Amen? So how many know that is a declaration of no limits? So unto him who is able to do, and I'm just going to declare to you, when it says God is able, it also means he is willing. Well, is God willing? I know one person you said, you say, I used to hear him say, I know God can, I just don't know if he will. Well, if he's declared it, he will. 
God has only declared what he is willing to do. If it's declared in here, this is the revealed will of God. Are you with me this morning? So if he's declared it, he is willing to do it. I ask you to look at two more scriptures with me. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 17. How many believe you should believe what Jesus said? I forget who I originally heard say it. I think it was Larry Lee that I heard say it first. He said that you need to read the red and pray for the power. You have a great walk with God if you just read everything in red and pray for the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Just read the red and pray for the power. Amen. And it'll work. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 17, Jesus is on the Mount of Transfiguration with Peter, James, and John. He comes back down. There's a commotion going on in the crowd there. He says, what's going on? The father comes to him and says, hey, I brought my demon-possessed son to your disciples to cast him out. They couldn't do it. And Jesus says, bring him to me. And he casts the devil out of that boy. He's restored to perfect health. And then in verse 19, it says, then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast him out? So Jesus said to them, because of your, because of your, because of your, now I'm going to be as polite as I can, but if you're not seeing the limitlessness of God flowing in your life, it's not because God is not limitless. It's usually because of our unbelief or the limits that we've set on God. So listen to what he says, because of your unbelief. Listen to what he says, I say to you, if you have faith as a Mustard seed. How big is a mustard seed? How many have ever seen the little necklaces? They put a mustard seed in the little, you know, in in the little uh, gel stuff and the epoxy stuff, and the, so it magnifies it so you can see it. It is so tiny. You need tweezers to pick it up. So Jesus said, if you had tweezer-sized faith, are you getting this? Jesus said, and we're always going, I just need to increase my faith, increase my faith, increase my faith, increase. I need more faith, need more faith, need more faith. Jesus said, stop it. <laughs> he said, if you have tweezer-sized faith, look what he says. You will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Well, I know the Bible says that, Pastor, but you know... Okay, thank you for that limiting statement. Thank you for putting limits on a limitless God. Jesus, Jesus, the disciples came to Jesus and said, Jesus, why didn't it work? Jesus said, because of your unbelief. And there has to be a place in our life where we become aggressive enough to attack our unbelief. To refuse to settle for limits when we've been saved by a limitless God. Listen to what he said. Move from here to there and it will move. And what? Nothing will be impossible for you. How many know that is a limitless statement? Amen. One other scripture. Are you ready? Luke chapter 17. You don't have to turn there. I'll just read it. Luke chapter 17 verse 27. But he said the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. The things open statement, everything, if it is impossible with man, it is possible with God. Are you listening to me? Look at the cover of your outline, if you would. What would happen if we would allow God and His Word to take the limits off of our faith and our walk with Him? How many could we reach? How many could we raise? How many could be released into the purpose that God has for their life? What could we really do by faith if we took the limits off? 
every limit, every excuse. Jesus said it like this. Another way when it comes to limits, people were challenging him and questioning him. Jesus said this. He said, you through your tradition have made the word of God of no effect. Or your traditions have shrunk God's word down to where it doesn't do anything. How many remember when Jesus was going to church and he came into church and you read in the Gospel of Luke, he goes to church and there's a woman who's in church who's been bound by the devil for 18 years. You remember that account? Not a parable, it's a literal account. Jesus is in church and a woman is bound, bent over and, and, and constricted by the devil and, and, and he heals her on that day and he says ought not this woman who is a child in the seed of Abraham doesn't she have the right to be loosed from this bondage and he sets her free because that was her right but man had put restrictions so this woman had been living under bondage and restriction but she had been promised limitless freedom she had been promised the healing power of God. And so you and I have to be careful, even in our churches today, we get where we put these limits and restrictions on God, and people are living under the bondage and the oppression and the suppression of the devil. When Jesus died, as we just shared in communion, Jesus died and shed his blood, and his body was broken for our wholeness and for our healing. Could you shout amen this morning? Somebody say this with me. Take the limits off. Come on, say it real loud. Take the limits off. Come on, you have to be aggressive and, and go after God. Look at what Philippians chapter 4 says. And my God will liberally supply, fill until full, your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Look what Paul said. He said, you guys have ministered to me. You, you, you've been kind to me. You've sowed an offering to meet my need. Now my God will bring a fullness of a blessing back into your life according to his riches and glory. How many know the riches of God and glory are limitless? And so God, Paul is telling them God's going to bring a supply out of his limitless supply into your life. I love the message Bible says you can be sure that God will take care of everything you need. His generosity exceeding even yours. So Paul said, you've been generous to me, but God's going to be even more generous towards you. And there's a lot of people who make up excuses why God won't bless them or God will only bless them so much. I talked about it earlier in first service about people, you know, believing God for the goodness of God. And, and how many know when the Lord brought the nation of Israel out of Egypt, he didn't tell them he was taking them into land that flowed with rice and beans. <laughs> and mud huts. He said, no, I'm taking you into a land that flows with milk and honey. And you're going to have, have, have orchards and you're going to have fields and you're going to have houses. And, and you're going to be blessed beyond your wildest imagination. Do you understand? God, God said, I'm taking you into a land of limitless supply. I'm bringing you out of bondage and out of slavery, and I'm bringing you into my promise. And my promise is a limitless supply of bounty. Are you listening to me? God doesn't do things in limited measure. Think about this. God's word is bound between the covers of a book. And this bothers us sometimes because we think about the word of God is bound. This is a binding. It's bound between the covers of a book. But his provision is not. The word of God is bound in this book. It's covered up and so I hold it. But the moment I open up, the promise becomes limitless. Glory to God. I preach myself happy first service. You might be in trouble in this service. Amen. Watch it. Look inside your outline. There's no limit to what God has supplied for our lives. The only limits are in our ability to receive it by faith. Every one of you listening, there's no limit to the promise of God in your life. 
The only limit is your ability and my ability to believe it and receive it by faith. We read those verses. God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think according to the power that works in us. Amen. I just don't know how I'm going to make it. We shout amen and then we talk in limits. Are you listening to me? Think about it. It's easier to live by, live in and by the limitations of our own ability than it is to walk by faith and receive the provision of heaven through our lives. It's easy just to be natural. To walk by faith, you have to break out. You have to renew your mind. You have to challenge yourself on every level. But I'm telling you, you've been called by a limitless God into his life. I mean, no, it says in Colossians chapter 1, we've been translated out of the darkness and into the kingdom of his son. How many know the kingdom of God is a limitless kingdom? How many know when we pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How many know when Jesus was talking about praying for your daily bread, he was praying for, he was indicating there's more supply than just a loaf of French bread every day. Are you doing all right? You have to take the limits off of your faith in believing God. God has invited you into his life. We shrink God by trying to fit him into our life. He doesn't fit in your life. It only works when you step in to the fullness of God. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. Somebody say, take the limits off. Come on, listen. Heaven's provision is connected to kingdom purpose. When we live for his purpose to be fulfilled in our lives, we see his provision flow through our lives. Living to see a continual flow of kingdom increase through our lives is key to seeing the provision of heaven released in our lives in every level and for every need. How many have ever been to the ocean? Did you ever wonder when the waves were going to stop? How come you go to the ocean and there's just wave after wave after wave after wave? How many know in the Word of God it talks about the goodness of God washing over us with waves of mercy and just continue? There's no limit to the supply of God, to the provision of God. God's shown it all around us. Amen? We live in a limitless world. that We have environment. We're running out of natural gas. Baloney. We're running out of oil. Baloney. We don't have enough ice in the polar ice cap. Baloney. A limitless God made a world with enough to last until the end of this age. We will never run out. God made it to be enough. There is more than enough. Hallelujah. But when you allow people to tell you about limits, the only reason they put limits is because they want to control you and use you for their own agenda. God said, this is what I'll do. I'll take the limits off of your life. My agenda is to bring you out of limited life into a limitless supply because I want to reveal my glory through your life. And the glory that I will show through you is the limitless supply of my kingdom through your life. Somebody say, take the limits off. Hallelujah. Think about it. He is the God of more than enough. The Bible declares his grace is sufficient. But those terms can seem insignificant unless we understand completely who they're referring to. He is the God who is greater than words. If I said to you today, define God to me. Well, when you define him with the word, he's contained in that word. But God can't be contained in word. You can only barely define him. He is supernatural, abundantly beyond. So Paul says, how can I explain God's provision to you? I'll tell you how I can. He does it exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ever ask or think. Because he's greater. He is a limitless God. Are you with me this morning? 
Think about it. He is the God whose nature compels him to be good. He is a God who by virtue of who he is must always be more than enough. God cannot be just enough. I dare you to show me a place in the scripture where God did just enough. Never. Well, we're going to feed the multitude and there's five loaves and two fishes and I'll make sure there's at least that much left over, guys. No, they fed the multitudes and there were 12 baskets full left over. He did exceedingly and abundantly above. The next time he fed them, there were seven baskets left over. God cannot do just enough. Are you with me? Think about this. Jesus in John chapter 7, Jesus stood up on the last day of the feast and he makes this declaration. Out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And then it says that this he spoke of the Holy Spirit who had not yet been given. But he says when the Holy Spirit is given, you're going to be filled with the Spirit of God. And he's not a spirit who can be contained. So God fills you in such a way that it is an overflowing river of living water. He does exceedingly and abundantly. It is a limitless supply. But yet we get down. Well, you know, there's that old joke about <laughs> Excuse me while I diverge here for a moment the old joke about the uh young man he kept coming in going out coming in going out of church and so one sunday he hits the altar and everybody goes up he's a just a prodigal from a, a, a church family there and so man everybody's excited he's giving his life back to the lord so they all gather around him oh save him lord fill him lord save him lord fill him lord and one little old church grandma walks up behind him said don't do it lord he leaks Amen. And some of you have leaking faith. You think because you're going through trials and going through tribulation, you think, you know what, all of God, I've just leaked out of God. I'm just empty. I just don't feel like the prayer. Come on. God said that he would be in you a limitless supply of life. You need to renew your mind and begin to believe in the God who declared his limitless life on the inside of you. Could you say Amen. Think about it. An infinite, limitless God can never give just enough, only exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think. See, when the Bible says that His grace is sufficient, it's through the idea of raising a barrier. God raises a barrier against lack, uh, against every necessity of, of, of our life not being met. He raises the barrier and floods in His provision into our life. He always comes to be enough and more than enough. 2 Corinthians 3, it's there in your outline. And we have such trust through Christ towards God. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves. But our sufficiency is from God, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant. Not the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Now why am I put that in there? Because many times, Sean preached a great message last week on us being the power of the Holy Spirit and us being witnesses for God. But the minute we feel like God is pulling us to do something for Him, we come up with excuses and limitations. But God makes us sufficient to do the work. He equips us to do the work. Listen to what he said to a disciple. After the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you shall receive what? 
power. You shall be endued with power, clothed with power. Well, I just don't feel like I have any power. That's because you've been thinking out of a limited mind and trying to have a relationship with a limitless God. I'm doing all right. Hallelujah. So think about it. The Amplified says, making God comes and he makes us sufficient. You are made sufficient for the work and the purpose that God has assigned to our life. Look at this. When the word of God declares that God is more than enough for sufficient, we must understand that is what it means. More than enough. A greater measure than we could ever fully comprehend. Look at Here's the limitless God. He creates the universe. Go out tonight and look at the universe. Go, go online and, and, and look at all the pictures of the telescopes and everything. God created all that. You can see in a moment. And he holds it all in his hand. And he's got you in the same hand that holds the universe. You're in the hand of a limitless God. Somebody shout amen. amen. Think about it today. He's more than enough. The only limits to his provision are the limits of our faith to receive. He is the limitless God who was broken in to our limited world. That's what's so hard for us to believe. We get so conditioned by everything. There's not enough. And it shrinks us down. And we live so constrained. Everything Jesus did in walking this earth, everything God has ever done in engagement and activity with his people is to get them outside of the limit and outside of the boundary. How many are glad that you are saved and you've received? We just partook of the promise of eternal life. Not just a little bit more life. And people are here, we're, we're so concerned about our limits, we're doing everything we can to stretch our limit a little further. To be as healthy as we can. You know what? On the other side of this limit, of this body, you know what is there? Limitless life. You know what's already in you? Limitless life. Amen. See, you begin to understand why Paul would say, I want to go be with the Lord. It's to your benefit that I stay. But Paul said, if I could, I'd get out of here. Because he says, I've been there. I know what's on the other side. I know a man, whether in the body or out of the body, caught up in the third heaven, saw things that he can't even speak of. He says, I know what's waiting me. I know what's on the other side of this limitation that we are in. And we live. Everything about our natural life is bound in this limit. But the moment you get saved, you have limitless life on the inside of you. Amen. That's why we rejoice over our loved one. We know they're saved. We're not, we're not mourning for them. We rejoice because they're no longer bound by the limitation of this life. They're now free in God. Living in the completeness of the limitless promise of life in Him. Think about it. So we've been shaped all our lives to believe that everything is limited. Our lives, our potential, our resources, our ability. Then God breaks through with his limitless provision, filling us with his life, the overflowing fullness of his life. See, when we don't rest in the assurance of his limitless supply, we try to fill ourselves with limited things that can never fill the limitless void in our life. Say, Pastor, what do you mean by that? I mean this. Why, does every, why do we have so many garage sales? Because <laughs> you have so much stuff that you tried to fill your life with to make you happy, to make your life fuller. 
And after a period of time, it's old, it's decay, it brings you no more satisfaction, so you want to get a few bucks for your junk. And somebody else comes and buys your junk and fills their garage with more junk that they don't need. And we think, man, if I just go buy somebody's junk for 25 cents, my life will really be fulfilled. And then pretty soon they're having a yard sale. Because nothing limited can fill the limitless void on the inside of you. I need a bigger house. I need a bigger car. I need bigger, better things in my life. And then you get them and you have them for a while and you got what you always wanted and it doesn't fulfill you. And then you have to get another one and then another one. And then because it is a limited thing, but you're created in the image of a limitless God. And the only way to truly be fulfilled in life is to step into the life that you were created for. Are you doing all right? Somebody say, take the limits off. So watch it. You know, driving home, and as I was reading and preparing for this, I shared a little bit about this in the offering last week. And then on Wednesdays, I was reading devotional. Wednesday's devotional ended with this. It says, note the word grace. No matter how difficult the will of God may be, you can accomplish it by drawing each day on his limitless supply of grace. I said, glory to God. Amen. I love those. If you're, if you're not reading the word for today, man, we still have a bunch of them. Pick one up and, and uh, read it. It'll bless your life. Amen. They're just out there. They're free to you. Praise the Lord. And then I'm driving home yesterday. I had to go down and, and help with family business at the house in Marysville for mom. And uh, I'm driving back and, and I'm driving through uh, uh, Granite Bay out there. And the song by Natalie Grant comes on, King of the World. Yeah. How many have heard that? How could I forget you're the king of the world? Well, I heard, I, I kind of, uh, uh, king of the world, you know, having fun. But <laughs> And then all of a sudden, I heard the words. I go, wait a minute, that's awesome. Because this is what it said. Listen, I tried to fit you into the walls inside my mind. I try to keep you safely in between the lines. I try to put you in the box that I've designed. I try to pull you down so we are eye to eye. The chorus says, when did I forget that you have always been the king of the world? I try to take life back right out of the hand of the king of the world. How could I make you so small when you're the one who holds it all? When did I forget that you've always been the king of the world? So I pushed on my phone. I said, get the lyrics from that song. <laughs> Sent myself a note. Amen. Because that's it. That's what we constantly try to do. We hear God and they go, okay, God, thank you. I'll just, I just take my life back. Thank you. Got it. You can go help the world. Do, do that world thing that's in the word. I got it. I just. My life. Taking care of my life. Amen. 
I love Jesus with all my heart. I just won't let him hold my life. Doing all right? Think about it. Paul said, Lord, take this from me. 2 Corinthians 12. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. It's in the bottom of your outline there. My loving kindness, my mercy are more than enough. Always, always available regardless of the situation. Wow. Somebody say more than enough. He's the God of more than enough. Not enough, more than enough. Amen? For my power is being perfected and completed and shows itself most effectively in your weakness. When I show up with limitless provision in your limited life, he says, that's when my glory is revealed. And so Paul says, I get it. I have no problem having weak moments. Because anytime I'm weak, anytime I'm in need, anytime I'm facing necessity, I'm a candidate for the unlimited, always available supply of God to show up in my life. Somebody say, take the limits off. Amen. Now look at 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 10. If you have your Bibles, turn there. I only got a couple of minutes to finish this. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Listen to this. Verse 10. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. So God supplies the seed. The word also there, minister. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 5 says, Now he who supplies or ministers the Spirit to you. How many know John chapter 3 and verse 34, I believe it is, says God does not give the Spirit by measure. God doesn't give the Spirit by measure, but yet religion has told us, well, you know, Jesus had the Spirit without measure, but we only get a little measure. And then we go, you know, Romans chapter 12 says, yeah, it's been given unto every man the measure of faith. Well, how many know that the measure of faith, if it's tweezer-sized faith, <laughs> it is more than enough to provide for you to walk in and to live in the limitless supply of God. But we think in limited terms, so we're always trying to get more faith. We're always trying to figure out, well, I don't have a greater measure. They have a better measure. They got more than I did. God is not a respecter of person. Everybody has equal access and equal invitation and equal opportunity to live the limitless life of God. Somebody shout amen. He doesn't restrict it by any way. Think about this. And so, um, supplies the spirit, that, that he supplies the seed to. And so I understand God supplies seed to sow. He supplies enough seed to sow, but seed for sowing is so that it can be multiplied back to you. Like what it says, so that eventually the Amplified says that you'll reap a harvest where you require no assistance or aid. Amen. I mean, no, that's a great place to be. And then you get people saying, well, are, are you one of those prosperity churches? Absolutely, it's better than, no, we're poverty believers. <laughs> we just believe so poor we can't even take care of ourselves, let alone help anybody else. <laughs> are you a faith church? No, we're fear, doubt, and unbelief. <laughs> You're going to die. There's no hope. Amen. We only come here for potlucks. (laughs) 
grace, benefit, favor, liberality. Exceeding means to throw beyond. He is able to do exceedingly. He throws everything beyond the usual mark. 2 Corinthians 9.14 says this, And they also long for you while they pray on your behalf because of the surpassing measure of God's grace, undeserved favor, mercy, and blessing which is revealed in you. The New Living Translation says, And they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given to you. Meanwhile, moved by the extravagance of God in your life, they'll respond by praying for you in passionate intercession for whatever you need. See, the Bible says, if you have your Bibles, go with me to Colossians. You're there in 2 Corinthians. Turn to your right to the book of Colossians. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians chapter 1. Somebody say limitless. Limitless. That's the way you need to think, limitlessly. Colossians chapter 1 verse 19 says this, For it pleased the Father that in Him all fullness should dwell. Please the Father that in Him all fullness should dwell. Now, I'm just kind of like this. When, when, when I meet people who aren't that excited about being saved, I just said, have you ever thought what that means? Being saved. Being filled with the fullness of God. With the life of God. It pleased the Father that in Him all fullness should dwell. You can write this verse down, or it's there in your outline, John chapter 1, verse 19. And of His fullness we have all received. So how much fullness dwells in Him? All fullness dwells in Him. And you've received His fullness. Well, I just feel so empty. Well, you need to get back in the book. Remind yourself. If you feel empty, it's because you're, you're thinking with a limited mindset. When you have the life of a limitless God on the inside of you. Amen? You're there, still there in Colossians. Look at chapter 2 and verse 8. Beware lest anyone cheat you. Cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. According to the tradition of men that makes the word of God of no effect. That strips God's word of his power, his promise, his provision. According to the basic principles of the world. The natural limitations of this world. And not according to Christ. For in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In Him, in Christ, dwells the fullness of God completely. And you've been made a partaker of His fullness. And look at that. And you are complete in Him who is the head of all principality and power. Somebody say, take the limits off. Come on today. In our, what would, I'm just asking you, what would happen if we said, you know what, glory to God, I'm going to walk by faith in the supply of the limitless God who has saved me, gave us. I just ate and remembered his body, and I just drank and remembered his blood that declared that I'm a partaker of his life, and I have eternal, limitless life inside of me, and I'm no longer going to think with a limited mindset. I'm going to open my mind. I'm going to open my heart, and I'm going to open my faith to believe, to walk with the limitless God. Amen. Amen. Anything. Listen, Jesus said, if you had nothing would be impossible to you. Are you with me this morning? Praise the Lord. So watch this. 
Romans 8, 32. He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Amen. Romans 6, 23 says, For the wage is the sin of death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So that means in Christ there is unending, limitless life. So what are the limits to eternal life? There are none. And where's that life? The moment you get saved, born again, that life is on the inside of you. But see, when I don't believe to receive in the limitless supply of God into my life, I cannot give in myself for the benefit of another. Because I must protect, preserve, and secure more for my own needs. The reason the church has gone down to about an 8% giving ratio. You know, nationally in churches in America... 2% of people tithe. Because people think, how could I honor God with 10% of my income and have enough left over for myself? Because they think with a limited supply. But the God who asks you to honor Him, in Proverbs chapter 3 it says, Honor the Lord with the first fruits of all your increase, so shall your barns be filled with plenty, and your vats shall overflow with new wine." The promise of God that when you honor God, when you believe honoring God, there's that step of action that moves you into. It's that act of faith that releases the supply into your life. Well, I just don't know how that's going to happen. God bless you. Amen. Then you'll live limited and you'll live in fear and you'll live in bondage of always not having enough. And as long as you're not concerned about having enough, you'll protect everything, you'll watch over everything, everybody will be after your stuff. But you have a limitless God who's promised to be there. See, reaching, raising, and releasing is connected to our faith in His limitless supply for the needs in our own life. If I see my supply through limited eyes, I'll not be able to release what I have as seed for his harvest in my life. I want to I see that harvest. You know, I shared it last week after Sean preached about a room full of chairs in heaven. And you get there and they're empty. And you go, Lord, what's this empty room? And he goes, well, that's the souls that were connected to your life. Well, how come I didn't reach him? Because you lived limited instead of limitless. Are you with me? Amen. See, so worship team comes back. We're continually trying to get this limitless God into our limited life. This is that song. I I brought you down so I could look at you eye to eye. God never says he would come down. He asks us to come up. The invitation of God is not for him to come down. It's for us to be where he is. Amen? Hallelujah. Think about that. But every time we try to bring him into our limited lives, we reduce what he promised to provide. We're trying to bring him down, and he's trying to invite us to walk in the limitless life that he prepared for us to live. We're trying to get him to meet the need. He's trying to get us to live in the abundant overflow of his limitless provision. I don't even know how to illustrate it today. It's actually impossible. It's like, Lord, I just need you to, you know, how, how can I even say that? We even, had, we even had little cute songs. Fill my cup, Lord, 
I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, fill me till I want no more. Fill my cup, I lift it up. Make me hold something like that if I remember it all right. But we're thinking with the empty mindset. It's a, it's a, it's a sweet song, but it's based on limited supply that I run out. God said, he's, he's a, a, he pours into our life. It's a flow through our life. It's a never-ending increase through our life. So I lift this up. Oh, that's cool. Now, oh, wait a minute. There's more under there and more under there and more under there. Oh, wait. You mean there's no, and there's more under there? And you keep going. There's more under there. And then there's, wait a minute. There's more under there. Oh, it just, and it just keeps going. It never ends. God is an unending supply. Are you with me? But if all I'm trying to do, I, I'm just trying to get him into this one layer of my life. I just, I just need this filled up. And so I'm shrinking limitlessness down into a limit. God says, I'll do that, and then it'll flow over into there, into there, into there, into there, and I will make you a blessing. That my life flowing through you will cause a blessing to those around you. The most enjoyable life is living with His limitless supply flowing out of our lives. Are you with me? See, God never has never been restricted from acting based on the limited supply of man. He always moves beyond the limits of our lack and invites us to partake in His limitless supply. Think about this. Don't put your limits on a limitless God. Don't put your limits on a limitless God. Pray ridiculous prayers. Pray big, hairy, audacious, ridiculous prayers. If you can believe, what? If you can believe, why are you mumbling that? You're afraid to say it? All things are possible. If you can believe, darling, check. Hillsong got famous. Hillsong broke onto the scene through the song that Darlene Sheck wrote, All Things Are Possible. And we sang it, and they made millions, and we stayed in unbelief. All right, I'm preaching and meddling right now. When God told Abraham to look at the stars, he was taking the limits off of his faith. God said, hey, Abraham, God, how, how can I know what my inheritance is? He said, Abraham, get out of your puny little tent and stand out here and look up at the heavens and start counting the stars. I said, I will make your seed as the stars of the heaven. Now look up there. That's the limits of what I'm going to do to you. Start counting. When you get to the end, let me know. There's no limit to what I said I would do through your life. When I say I'm going to do something, God doesn't put a limit on it. Only man does. Well, how am I going to know? What am I going to do? When am I going to see it? Get out of your puny confined space. Get out and look up into heaven towards a limitless God and believe in the impossible. Amen. When he called Gideon a mighty man of valor, Gideon goes, "Who me? I'm I'm just I'm 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 just waiting, trying to get a meal. I'm just trying to to to, to get one more meal for my family, and I could, I'll feed your family. Go deliver a nation. 
God said, mighty man of valor, he's taking the limits off his faith. When he told Ezekiel, prophesy to the valley of dry bones, he was taking the limits off of his faith. When he called Moses to be a deliverer for Israel, he took the limits off of his excuses. When God told Moses to stretch out his rod towards the sea, he was taking the limits off of his reasoning and his fear. When God called Peter out onto the water, he was taking the limits off of his faith. When Jesus told the disciples to feed the multitude, he was taking the limits off of their provision. When Jesus told them they would be witnesses to the uttermost parts of the world, he was taking the limits off of their vision. When Jesus said we could speak to the mountains, he took the limits off of everything. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, take the limits off. Amen. Think about it. When God speaks, man tends to first reply with limits. Why? Because we see everything from our supply and not from His. We see everything from our ability and not from His. We see everything from our strength and not from His. We see everything from our perspective and not from His. Or we would what? Take the limits off. Look at this picture. Look at this one. He is the God who holds the heavens and the universe in His hands. Everything that man has been able to discover and to see out to the boundaries of our galaxy and beyond through His limited ability of telescopes and satellites fits in the palm of God's hands. Everything you can see, everything man has seen is hell. John chapter 10 and verse 29, Jesus says that no man shall be able to take you out of my Father's hand. When did I forget you were king of the world? When did I choose? I just reach up there. God, I know you're holding the universe. God, I know. He's got the whole world in his hand. He got the whole, he got the little bitty baby. That's you too busy. Amen. He's a limitless God. He's your God. He's your Heavenly Father. He's your Savior, Healer, Deliverer, Protector, Provider with limitless supply. So what do you need to do? Take the limits off. We serve a God who makes impossible possible. His limitless entrance into our life changes everything. So what are you going to do? Take the limits off. Stand to your feet with me this morning.